It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America. The Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one strike pitching. Mitchell belts us to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. And Curley pulls back the home run. And the Gauchos are going to win the game. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? Borgonio is back. He's going to turn and watch this one fly. A two-run homer for Clausen. And the score is two. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. Willits will make the catch. And the Gauchos are 2022 Big West champions. Blue sky up there. 3-2. Runners go. And this is pulled fair down the left field line. Kurtley coming around. He will score. Sundstrom will score easily from first. Sebring stays hot with a two-run double here in the first inning. So we will keep an eye on that Fullerton-UCLA game as Kurtley hammers this to center field. Back is Ornelas. He's looking up. He's going to watch this one fly. A solo homer. For Christian Kirtley and the Gauchos reclaim the lead. That'd certainly be interesting. Here's a bunt by Roberts. First baseline, McCollum will glove to Parker, who's going to chase down Blau for out number two. Gauchos defend the safety squeeze exceptionally there as Roberts bunted up the first baseline, and McCollum, right on top of it, takes care of business as he gloved and underhanded it to Parker, who chased down Blau with the tag this late in the season. Changeup pulled on the ground to third. Diving stop Darby. Goes to second for one. Sebring the turn to first. 5-4-3. A double play. Nicely turned by the Gaucho infield as uh, infielders from both teams today flashing the leather. Runners with their leads. Two balls, two strikes to the slugger. Ivan Bredauer, and he swings and pulls it into left field, a base hit. Uh, Mortensen scores. Sebring will score. It's a two-run single for Ivan Bredauer, and it's 6-2 to two Gauchos. 20 innings, 31 hits, 20 runs, 10 walks, 17 strikeouts for Watson. His first pitch is hit high and deep to left field. Sundstrom with a long homer over the flagpole. On one pitch, gets the run back, and it's 7-4. to four. Bremner's 14th appearance. He has three saves, 4-4 four and four record. Here's the 0-1, and this is a drive out to right center. Mortensen moving over. He's got room, and he makes the catch. Tyler Bremner with a 1-2-3 ninth inning. Earns the save here today as the Gauchos defeat LMU 7-4. to four. And it turned out to be one of the more memorable games last year. 1-2 is on the ground towards first. Backhanded by McCollum. Shovels to Ager. Three up, three down here in the third for the true sophomore, Matt Ager, as he gets Salnavar there. We've completed three. Gauchas nothing. Dirtbags nothing. But there's not been a ton of hard contact against Ager. Borgonio's hit it hard a couple times. 2-2 is swung on and missed. Slider gets Hammond as he's badly fooled as he strikes out for the second time. Nine strikeouts for Ager, and there's two away here in the bottom of the seventh. One ball, two strikes to Ty Borgonio. And the pitch, breaking ball, strike three called. Outside corner, 10 strikeouts tonight for Ager. 
as he works around the two-out error. He is through seven, having allowed just the one run. Matt Ager has been outstanding tonight. This season pitched on Friday nights for Long Beach State. 2-2 Two -two to Bredauer is hit high and deep to left field. Pepe drifting back, and he's looking up, and he's going to watch this one fly. Bredauer breaks the homer slump and gives the Gauchos a 1-0 lead here in the top of the second inning. Newman getting 2.30, three doubles, four homers. And he drives this out to deep left center field. Pepe moving over. They're looking up, and this one is out of here. Back-to-back -back home runs by the Gauchos here in the second, and it's 2-0. Osman, he took no chances. Just wanted to get the out at first. So here's Oakley, who didn't have a double last night. And he bunts. First baseline. Here comes McCollum. Long's only play is to first. He throws it low, and it's through Saldivar. Here comes Darby. He will score, and it's 4-0. Long ball and small ball for the Gauchos here in the second, and they have four runs. And there's still only one out. Gauchos first base dugout. Dirtbags, third base dugout. Lots of foul territory here at Blair Field. Here's the pitch. That's swung on, foul tipped. Newman hangs on, and Gutierrez comes back to strike out Ashworth. The pitch. On the ground is short. Nunez has it. He shovels to Oakley. The turn to first. 6-4-3, a double play. After the walk to Long, Gutierrez induces the ground ball. Twin killing it. And that gets the Gauchos out of the fourth. We'll go to the fifth. Still four to nothing. Two and one the count. Parker at first. Nobody out. Osman to the plate. And this one is hit high and deep to left field. Pepe is going to watch this one fly. A two-run homer into the trees for Bredauer. And it's six-nothing Santa Barbara. As Barrett kicks, 2-2 two -two to Burns. Change up, swung on and missed. Couple of strikeouts here in the sixth inning for Barrett as he strands a runner at first base. Another zero on the board for the Gauchos who march into the seventh inning leading six to nothing. Jared Sundstrom leads off against Jonathan Carlos and he hits one high in the air to deep left field. Pepe retreating, looking up. This one is out of here. The fourth home run of the game for Santa Barbara. A solo shot by Jared Sundstrom here in the seventh. Makes it 7-0. Here's the pitch. And this is banged to center field. Ashworth going back. He's looking up. He's going to watch this one fly. A five-homer game for the Gauchos as Kirtley goes deep. And it's 8-0. 13th long ball for the fifth-year senior Christian Kirtley. Fastball swung on and missed. Borgonio down on strikes. And the Gauchos return serve here on this Saturday night as Michael Gutierrez and Hudson Barrett combine for a three-hit shutout as the Gauchos defeat Long Beach State here at Blair Field 8-0. And even the series, CSUN 14-9, Irvine and Hawaii both 13-10, Long Beach State 11-12, Poly 9-15,
as Darby hits it back up the middle. That's a base hit. Coming up is Ashworth. Mortensen rounding third. He will score. The pick, the, the throw is cut off. RBI single for Darby. And the Gauchos strike first in the first with two outs. Tip Newman can come up with a, a two-out knock to try and score Bredauer from third here in this top of the first. One-nothing on the Darby single. Lots of room to hit to the right side. The 2-2 from Rons is a base hit right field. Down towards the corner. Darby will go to third easily. Newman stops it first. Back-to-back -back RBI singles. And the Gauchos lead 2-0. Newman at second. McCollum at first. There's the pitch. And this is a line drive base hit to left field. Newman... Coming to third, being waved around. Pepe's throw is cut off. Newman scores. RBI single Trimble to make it 7-3. Sundstrom at second. Nobody out. And the 2-2 to Bredauer. Pulled fair down the left field line. That'll score Sundstrom easily from second base. Bredauer will coast into second with an RBI double. And the Gouches are on the board. First time. One ball, one strike. Here it is. And this is a base hit to center field. Absolutely smoked off the bat of McCollum. That'll score Bredauer easily. And it's 3-2. RBI single for Latre here in the fourth inning. Seth Maddox is the right-hander for CBU to inherit a one ball and two strike count to Jared Sundstrom with the bases loaded. Here in the last of the fifth inning, Maddox's 23rd appearance. Jared does like swinging at the first pitch. Essentially, this is the first pitch from Maddox. The 1-2 is a drive out to right center field. This might split the gap. Moving over, looking up. This one's out of here. It's a grand slam for Sundstrom. And the Gauchos take the lead. Downer from the stretch, delivers, and this is a line drive, base hit left field. Corey Nunez does it again as he walks off the Lancers with a base hit here in the 10th inning. A two-strike single to left field by Corey Nunez as they mob him behind second base. Newman scores from third, and the Gauchos win it 7-6 in extra innings and get that crucial win here late in this season. Uh, Carter, yes, what's the best animated movie? Uh, Kung Fu Panda or Lion King, just depending on you know the mood you're in. What mood do you have to be in for either one? Uh, more of a feel good would be Kung Fu Panda, but if you really want to sit down and watch a good movie, no, no, good no, no, film, no, 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 it's no, no, like. Okay. All right, Jayon, Alex, uh, best animated movie. I'm gonna go with an oldie, The Iron Giant. Ooh, I really like that movie. It's a really good one. It's forgotten by a lot of people. Do you remember the name of the the little boy, the main character? I can't remember his life. Oh, come on, dude. Uh, I have visions of it. Hogarth. I would never. Have, <laughs> you could have given me 30 tries. Uh, Kung Fu Panda 133 because Poe reminds me of myself.
Don't just leave. You have to expunge on what you said because you're the second guy to say comes with Panda. Uh, great storyline, underdog story, great character development, and um, I see I see Poe the Panda in myself. I said, okay. For obvious reasons. Hudson. Yeah. Best animated movie. I'm right here. Uh, Bolt's up there. Shark Tales up there. First time of the year. Bolt. Uh, Bolt. Yeah, the dog movie. You know Bolt. Banger. Uh, I haven't seen it. Love that movie. You should go watch it. Shark Tale. Uh, some of the sharks are good. I'm trying to think of my favorite though. Okay, the new uh, Super Mario Bros. movie that came out. <laughs> really? So you've seen it? Yes, I've seen it. Like second day we came out, all the freshman guys got together and watched it. <laughs> it was so awesome. So I would have to go with that one because that one's a really good movie. I like that. Who's the uh, who are the antagonists in Super Mario Brothers movie? Uh, is it Bowser? Bowser is Wario. Wario's not in it. No. It's, no Wario. No. Bowser is the super villain in that movie. Starts the opening scenes and taking over some village. Okay. So I'd have to go with Super Mario Bros. Okay, I like it. Don't put your bag uh, where we sit. Hey, I'm just changing the really Best animated movie, Matt. Um, How to Train Your Dragon, the first one, or any of them, but I think that's the best animated series. How many are there? Uh, like three. Have you seen them? Seen are you serious, bro? The there's, Toothless. There's a lot. Pickup? There's a lot of movies, and I haven't seen them. Like, okay. have you seen Have you seen Toy Story? Yes, I've definitely seen Toy Story. Okay. Have you seen like Ratatouille? Yeah. Have you seen uh, The Jungle Book? Yes. The original one? Yeah. Okay. I was right. the good yeah. work. I was top animated like How to Train a Dragon. Have you seen Big Hero Six? No. I guess you're just like too old to watch animated movies, huh? No. I've, but I would disagree with that statement. I watched because... I watched Inside Out like a year ago for oh, the first okay, time. Have you seen Soul? Yeah. Soul's kind of like that's really good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How to Train a Dragon, Big Hero Six, Cars is just like probably. How to Train a Dragon. Oh, it's the one. best one. Definitely. Okay. Maybe, maybe, at a, maybe just movies, not even animated movies. Wow. Yeah. That's a bold statement. Yeah, I know. That's but I'm second by that. Okay. All right, Trim. Best animated movie. Toy Story. <laughs> Why? I don't know how to say anything about that. It's one of the best movies of all time. Toy Story One. Toy Story One. Yep. It's one of the best. Okay. So, who's your favorite character? Um, I like Woody, you know, of course, you know, Buzz, Buzz is in there, um, I don't know, I mean, you I can make an argument, I see you pick one, I'll pick one, you know, Woody, but I can make an argument for all of them, okay, Leo, it's a great pick, Woody, it's a great pick, so best uh, animated movie, two, there's two that come to mind, I think, uh, in my mind, they battle for first place, so I'm gonna go Lilo and Stitch, and, uh, The Incredibles, Incredibles, great play. Yeah, I think great both play. of those are very solid. Do you like them because they both, some of the main parts of the story occur on a paradise island in the middle of the ocean? I think that's a big part of it. You know, I uh, honestly forgot about The Incredibles till a couple days ago. Um, someone mentioned The Underminer, <laughs> and they did the voice, oh, hail The Underminer. So I was like, oh, wow, yeah, that's a great movie. <laughs> Definitely need to rewatch it soon, but yeah. Then, those, uh, are, those are my two picks. Incredibles 1 ended with the Underminer, and Incredibles 2 starts with the Underminer? I think it did, yeah. Right. They, they tied them together very nicely. Yeah. Great series so far. It's good work. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Hey, guys. Best animated movie. Z? Oh, Best yeah. animated movie? Um, 
off the top of my head, I'm gonna go up, but I'm definitely missing some better movies out there. But great film. Up's I got good. one he's missing. I got Moana. Oh, Moana. Good choice. Moana. 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 I like Isn't there a song in that one? There's oh, there's many. Many? There's many. Can you sing one? I, I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> Aaron, can. oh, bless him Aaron, can. Aaron, where's, where's Aaron? AP walked away. Yeah. He's walking. John, best anime movie? I would say definitely Finding Nemo, close second, Frozen. Noggin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but Dude. Finding Nemo for sure. Uh, okay, I like it. What's yours, Kev? Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Oh, I like Ratatouille. That is a great movie. Ratatouille. Love Ratatouille. Good picks, guys. Good picks. What's the best animated movie? Incredibles. Incredibles. Why easily? I don't know. So it's my favorite movie as a kid. I don't have another knife. Great plot line. Great characters. Is there a second movie? There was a second movie, right? Yeah? Yeah. The second movie was good, too. Jake? Toy Story. Toy Story. Okay. Toy Story's been picked a couple times. Incredibles a couple times. Uh, Kung Fu Panda got some love. I haven't seen it, personally. I know it's Jack Black, right? Unbelievable. Yeah. He's the voice, right? No Shrek, though. No Shrek? Shrek, That'll do, Donkey. That'll do. No? Never been Never been you don't, you don't know what it's like to be considered a freak? Well, maybe you do. No. Okay. My pick was Ratatouille. So. Ratatouille. I never saw that one. That's pretty good. Those, those are good picks. Incredibles and Toy Story. Classic. Brandy. Hello. Alexis. Best animated movie. Ratatouille. Yeah. You too? That's my favorite. And my opinion, the best. Alexis? Uh... Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Okay, that was that was talked about when I brought it up initially. But it's it's an animated movie. It's not a... Correct, yes, it's, it's an like, animated movie. It's not a, a regular film. No, it is not. I haven't seen that. I've never heard of it. It's really good. It's Why? super good. It's Well, I mean, you can't go wrong with Spider-Man. But the animations, it's really good. They, like... There's a bunch of different... Well, okay, I don't know if you want me to spoil it. Are you going to watch it? I might... <laughs> uh, well, I'll just say there's multiple Spider-Mans, okay? Like the ones like pointing at each other? No, like it's it's like across the Spider-Verse, so a bunch of different Spider-Mans from different universes. Yeah. So all the different universes they go into have like slightly different like animations and. So that's like that's like combining all the flavors into one, and you yeah. get the, the flavor. Like a lot of different, first, a lot of different colors from Ratatouille, and stuff. right? <laughs> What's your favorite part of Ratatouille, Brandy? Um, when Remy sees that he's in Paris, that's like the best scene ever. Goes on, he climbs up the, like all the pipes and stuff uh -huh. and gets on the roof and he's mm -hmm. like, I'm in Paris. It's very magical. Yeah, it's great. I love this movie. How about you? I love what's, oh, favorite no, what's part? your favorite part? Favorite part? Probably when all the rats cook the meal at the end of it. When they all get together and cook. Okay. And, uh, That's your favorite part and the out guy, of the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, and the guys skating around, taking orders and stuff. It's the best. It's classic Disney. Very classic. All right, Santa here with assistant coach Dylan Jones. It's been a while since we've chatted for, uh, for media purposes. 
either pregame or podcast. When was the last time you were on a pregame or on podcast? You remember? I don't remember, Kev. Not I since start, I came back? Starting to think you didn't like me anymore. No, you got me once since, uh, maybe once since you've been back. Yeah. Maybe once? Yeah, on the pod. Okay. On the pod. Okay, good. So, Matt Ager was pretty good last night. Let's start there. Okay. We're not going to focus on results. We're just going to focus on on how Matt did because that's three weeks in a row he's been outstanding. Three weeks in a row, double digit Ks, set a career high strikeouts last week. And he's got over 100 strikeouts. He's limited his walks. He's got four great pitches. Like, just talk about Matt Ager for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think even compared to last week, I think he got better. Um, you know, had a rough first inning last week, and that's kind of what I said to him before the game. I said, "Don't wait to get to wait to get punched before you you start acting like it." You know, um, I felt like he had that fire from the first inning yesterday, and uh, I think he's a guy that consistently gets better and consistently pushes himself and consistently finds ways to get better. And I think that's why he's getting stronger. Um, as the season goes on, which is something we really, really need. And I think that's something, um, you know, a guy that pitches on Friday, going deep into the games and giving us seven plus the last few weeks is, is huge. Helps the bullpen for the weekend. Uh, sets a good tone for, for what we're trying to do. And, and uh, very excited with what he's done and, and where he's going. And I know he wants to get a ton better, but kind of trying to keep him in the in the realm of, you know, make sure you're good at what you're good at, and then yeah. we can work on, on the other stuff um, when the time's right. Yeah, and that's, that's two starts down here on the road, Fullerton and here at Long Beach. I think he's only allowed one, I think he just allowed one run in those two starts. Got the win, obviously, against uh, Fullerton in that first game. But pitching on the road uh, in a tough series, it sets the tone, and the tone has been set in this series. It was a tight game last night, and coach needed to bounce back to try and win the series, and like Coach Checks, and, and you say it starts on the mound, and we're going to welcome Michael Gutierrez back to the hill before uh, Hudson Barrett goes out and throws. So good to have Mikey back. I mean, that's potentially. You don't want to give away all the secrets on the pregame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, he was on the ready list. Uh, I think uh, I think it's going to be good for Goody to get back out there. You know, he's obviously needed a little rest and a little break. and um, He's been feeling good the last couple weeks and, and getting his work in. and kind of his decision to say he's ready or not and says he's ready to go so we'll see what we get out of him I know that the, the guys will be fired up about that and I know we are and I know he is but it's just about a matter of doing what he's doing and uh, that's exciting and then you know I think anytime Barrett's on the mound it gets everybody going because he's said it you know a lot this year but he's an angry lefty that um, he has some presence out there and, and you can feel him out there and it is you know he had a he was sick last week and fought through it which was outstanding you know I, I, he wasn't feeling good and, and kind of just saddled up and said all right it's go time um, and I think that that kind of a mark of a competitor when you can go out and not feel great and uh, maybe not even have your best stuff and, and go out and give us a chance to win and, and pitch deep into a ball game so when Mikey went down got to the lead on JD Callahan and he's responded in a big way set a career high strikeouts last week with 10 uh, he's Pitched the, the had the two starts in that one week against Pepperdine in San Diego, and he's given Gauchos chances to win, which they have won on Sundays. And we'll probably see JD again on Sunday, I'm guessing. I don't want to reveal too many secrets here, right, Dill? I think that one's out, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, talk about JD, because he's been, he's been huge. Yeah, you know, I, I think that 
you know, actually, I listen to your podcast, so uh, you do. I got that. But I, I know your guys' conversation with JD the last time was, you know, he didn't pitch the first half of the season. So I think there's two things that are to, to be said about that. One is it's uh, probably a little more fresh than some guys, so he's kind of still climbing up and feeling good about things, which I think is good physically, just because everybody's kind of feeling some type of way at this this point in the season. Uh, but I think it also goes to show you what showing up and putting your work in every day and um, being around the program and knowing what to expect and knowing how to get better and um, just being ready when you're when your name is called. Um, you know, he's kind of taken over a little bit of a, a persona, the whiz. You know, Sunday's the spell day. And, um, <laughs> casting spells. He's casting spells. <laughs> whether that, whatever spells he's casting is... is has been really good, and I think that that's something that, that the guys have fed off, and it, it's exciting for a guy like JD, who's been here for a while, to to come out and do that and be impactful, even though the season didn't start as he wanted. And I think that you know those that's what you need late in the year to, to really spark things and keep things moving. Let's talk about the bullpen. Two guys that started the season starting on weekends, Tyler Bremner and Reed Mooring guys that were outstanding in the fall I heard and maybe it didn't go their way the first few starts but have now found roles in the bullpen I think Tyler has been been fun to go to uh, at the end of games and, and Reed's been a force out of the pen uh, when they've needed him and those two guys falling into roles so it's kind of challenging being starters your first year and then being pushed in the bullpen they've responded absolutely I, I think that that's so true uh, you know they both handled it the right way and and I had a conversation with Reed about halfway through the year when he uh, when when he flipped to the bullpen and he was just kind of like, "Hey, what what's the what's the deal? What's the issue? What what am I doing wrong?" And I said, "I don't know, man. Your stuff is better than it's ever been. And, you know, as good as you were in high school, you have added two pitches and um, your velo's upticked and, and you're pitching better. I think it's just kind of a mentality thing." And he goes, "I think you're right. You know, I, I think he's." He's looked a little uh, more aggressive in his outings and kind of embraced the, the back end of the game type moments, and I think that's really good for him to see. Um, and Brem's the same way. You know, everybody I've known Brem, he wants it more than anybody or as much as anybody else. But you know, I think seeing some of that emotion, that that raw emotion come out of him at the end of the games and those big moments has been fun to see as well because everybody always kind of thinks he's the the San Diego Beach guy that just kind of. <laughs> goes through the motions, but he, he wants it, and he's he's been getting better and learning and growing, and, and, and to to just flip yourself and go from pitching and starting the games to pitching in the biggest moments at the end of the game, um, he's embraced it well, and, and really like where where he's at and how he's been able to handle that. Guys, just have to win two games in the weekend to win the series. What's the message to the team? We got to win today before anything else happens. Um, I think if we go out and execute our game plan and pitch to our capabilities, not do anything special or extra. I think we're plenty good enough to go out and compete with anybody in any given day, um, but just staying in the moment and winning pitches and it's keep it as simple as we can. If we go out and try and be something we're not, that's where we get in trouble. If we go out and do our thing, good things happen. Cool. Thanks for the time, Dill. Go get them. Thank you. Go Chose. Yeah. Who are you? Who's your mom? What do you want to say? I'm Johnny Blooms. My mother is Michelle Bloom, a legend. I want to say happy Mother's Day to her and all the other gacho mamas out there. I'm grateful for everything you do, Mom. You're the best. Josh Williams, uh, who are you? 
And who's your mom? And what do you want to say? Who am I? Yeah. I'm Josh Williams. My mom is Jennifer Williams, uh, mother of four. Um, she's done a lot for our family, and I'm forever grateful for everything that she's done. Dick. What do you want to say for Mother's Day? Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you. Who Thank are you? you for everything. Who are you and who is she? I'm Nick Oakley. My mom is Jennifer Oakley. You want to say anything else? I love you. Yeah. What we got here? What's your name? What's your mom's name? And what do you want to say? My name is Latrell McCollum. My mom's name is Tori McCollum. And I just want to say Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you and uh, thank you for everything you do for me. Corey, same thing. Hello, my name is Corey Nunez, Torrance, California, local kiddo here. Uh, I'd like to say happy Mother's Day to my mother, Jennifer Hottenroth. I love you. Thank you for everything you do for me. It means a lot. It means a lot, huh? It does. Okay. Coming from you, I know that means a lot. <laughs> Kurt. Yo. It's Mother's Day. What do you want to say? Uh, probably the same thing as everything else. Thank you, Mom. Love you, Mom. Um, Who's your mom? Madeline Curley. She's at pretty much every game. Uh, thank you for all the support. And, um, yeah, stay alive as long as you can, baby. I'd love that. <laughs> you know? Hey, P. Lizzie P, what it do, baby? What's up, Mom? How you doing? Happy Mother's Day. Love you. Watch us. Hopefully win the series. Let's go. Ivan? You know it's Mother's Day, right? It is Mother's Day. I, I, already, I already texted my mom. Happy Mother's Day. Mom, I love you. We're going to go win a series today. What's your mom's name? Jill. Jill. Happy Mother's Day, Jill. <clears throat> Brock, if he becomes anything like Paul. Brock and yeah. Z. What do you want to say to your moms? Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you. Thank you for everything you've done and all the sacrifices you've made. What's your name? Amy. Amy Mortensen. Uh, my mom, Elizabeth Darby. Happy Mother's Day. I love you so much. Thank you for being the most amazing mom, and thank you for everything you do. Jesse. You know it's Mother's Day, right? Yes, yes I do. Yeah. What's your mom's name? Swan. What do you want to say? Hey, Mom. I love you. Uh, I don't get to see you that often anymore, but I always think about you, and I'll thank you for thank you for all your support. Okay, Justin Trimble, What's your mom's name. What do you want to say? Uh, Nicole Trimble. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you, and I wouldn't be anywhere without you. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, with Sam. Sam Whiting. Mom's name Kathy Whiting. Happy Mother's Day. I love you. Name is Reed Morin. Mom's name is Stacy Morin. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you for doing everything that you do for me. I love you. Hey, Mike. Hey, Kev. Michael Rice here. Mom's name is Samantha Rice. And happy Mother's Day, Mom. You're the best. I love you. I appreciate everything. Uh, Alex Schreier. Mom's name is Brady Schreier. Uh, happy Mother's Day, Mom. Love you. Uh, you're the GOAT. The GOAT. Leo, mom's name is Jennifer, and I want to say uh, happy Mother's Day, mom. 
I love you very much. I'm grateful for you and everything you do. And I always appreciate your support. Love you. Name, mom's name. What do you want to say? Uh, this is Carter Benbrook. I'd like to give a shout out to my mom, Catherine. Uh, she's the best mom anybody could ask for. She did a great job raising me and my brothers, and uh, we appreciate you and everything that you've done for us. I love you. Okay, my name's Kevin Cannon. And I want to say hi to my mom, Joan. She's the best. This is the absolute best. I love you. All right, Gaucho Analytics is here along with Johnny Bloom for the week 13 recap slash draft. Five games to cover, guys. A lot of material out there. Gauchos go three and two. Got the win against LMU. Lost two or three to Long Beach. And then got the walk-off win last night against Cal Baptist. So after 13 weeks of play, Gauchos are 33 and 16 overall, 16 and 8 in the Big West Conference. They are one game back of Cal State Fullerton, who is 17 and 7. UC San Diego in there, a half game back at 18 and 9, but they are postseason ineligible because they're in their third year of reclassification to division one but uh, the tritons very much in the thick of it and they will be on the road against riverside this weekend so you uh, csun also 15 and 9 so it's jumbled at the top lots to be settled uh, over the next two weeks and the gouges are right in the thick of it they do own the tie break against ucsd and against csun they do not hold the tie break against fullerton so it should be exciting Gouch will be at home this weekend against Cal Poly and then on the road at Hawaii to finish the year. Six games remaining, uh, lots at stake, should be fun. Right now, RPI checking in on Tuesday, May 16th at 42, so holding strong. Not as high as we would want it to be, but there's still six games left to be played. 3.79 team ERA. After the weekend, that's good for sixth in Division One. Jared Sunstrom's grand slam yesterday was the 79th team home run of the season, which breaks a school record for the team, breaks the 78, which was set last year. And then uh, Corey Nunez provided the third walk-off win of the year with an RBI single to left field. So it was a, in the end, it was an exciting night at the ballpark yesterday. Fourth walk-off win, Bakersfield. Yeah. Bakersfield yeah. was the other one. Okay. Got Kurtley, Ivan, and then two of Corey's. That's right. Thank you, Isaiah. That's um that's good research, research assistant work right there. Nicely done. Thank you. Thank you. Uh gee, I just want your thoughts on the on the weekend before we start. Um it was a competitive weekend. We uh we pitched really well uh for a couple of the games. Uh, we had a lot of base runners. I think we we're a couple of big swings away from having some different outcomes uh, and feeling a lot better about the series. Um, but Saturday was a preview of what it kind of looks like when everybody's doing what they're capable of. And if we can play like that moving forward, then it's going to be really good for us. Yeah, one of the highlights was the return of Michael Gutierrez. Four shutout innings against Long Beach State. Him and Hudson Barrett combined for a three-hit shutout. Gouches hit five home runs for the fifth time this season in that game, the 8-0 win on Saturday. And 
Friday was just a old fashioned pitcher's duel and Zeglin got the best of Ager in the end and nothing much you can do about that. Now you just got to move on. So what about uh analytics team, Devin, were there any woes or was it, was it uh, clean sailing? Analytics wise, clean sailing. Nice. Not, not too many, yeah. Not too many woes. So it's a good weekend for analytics. That's good. That's good. Okay, let's get to the current standings before we get to this uh, vote rubbish. Current standings, Isaiah in first place, 17. Devin in second with 16. Kevin has 15 in third. And Gianni has 13 sitting in last. The vote result from last week, Kevin and Gianni tied for first. Mm. Devin, Devin was third and Isaiah was fourth. So that means that Isaiah and Devin are tied with 17 points. We're going to flip a coin here. Isaiah will. If I win the coin flip, then there's a three-way tie for first place in the vote standings. And Gianni will be one point back of first with two plus probably three weeks to play. So, G, since you were a late addition, you get to call it. Isaiah's oh, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna say you get to take it. I would have been. <laughs> that was no. I'm not gonna surprise you with that. We're kind of emulating the Big West race here. Um, give me. I mean, it's gonna be heads for sure. Give me some good news. I lived on heads multiple times. Heads? Are, are we time. going heads? Are you going heads? Heads is locked in. Final okay. answer. Buzzer clicked. Heads. It is heads. Yes, sir. Wow. Come on, baby. Yeah. It is heads. Wow. All right. So that means Johnny gets three points. He sits in second with 16. And I'm or still in like fourth, right? Make that the fifth walk-off for the Gauchos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I, t- I said that totally wrong. If I would have won that... If I would have won that, I would have taken the lead because I would have got three wow. points. Don't yeah. have to worry about that one. Though. I bought I bought <laughs> that. I bought that. So you just you just prevented me from jumping into the lead and leapfrogging Devin and Isaiah with so that point last five. place. Is he in fourth or so it's it's 17, 17, 17, 16. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. It's tight. It's tight. But G and I, we were tied with what, twenty nine point four percent of the vote? Uh, yeah, that's the number. Way less votes still since we went anonymous. So the voters, the voters really like the uh, the renegade Mariners that ran on the field at CBU. Yeah, I, I heard some they of the really Mariners like, got on Twitter and voted. They really must <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, let's get to our draft. So that means so Gianni with the win, you pick last. Isaiah, who came in last, will pick first. Then it'll be Devin, me, and G. So Isaiah, Dev, Kev, G. So hitter of the week, Isaiah, take it away. I'm going to go with John Newman. Hasn't been on the board lately. Glad to see him back on this board. Always good when you see a gaucho come back out of nowhere to get on this board. He went four for 10, didn't have as many as Bs as the other guys, but batted 400, got a 700 slugging, and his on base was 600. One of his four hits, one of them being a homer. So congrats, John, with two RBIs. 
He also had four walks and was hit by a pitch, and he stole a base. And John missed a week, and coming back, he had a big game in his first return and his return to the lineup. And when that was happening, it reminded me of uh, Gianni's performance against Cal Poly last year, mm. right, G? Yeah, pretty sure yeah, you homered. Sure. You homered in your first at bat coming back after missing a couple of weeks. Uh, I walked my first at bat. Sorry to say. Well, the first ball you hit went over the fence. How about that? Uh, I grounded out to third my second half back. <laughs> well, the first hit you got, the first hit you got in your return to the lineup was a homer. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, Scott. there we go. There we go. But then he had then he had the triple in the ninth inning that scored a couple runs. And then he homered again in the series. So big return. Sometimes getting getting hurt for a little bit gets you some perspective, calms you down, gets you in there. Yeah. So good pick, John. Welcome back, Dev. You're next. Yeah, with the the second pick for offensive player, I'm going with Ivan Bredauer. Hit three sixteen, four nine on base, uh, six eighty four slugging. I know you. I got a couple of looks from there. I think because I passed up on another option, but I mean, I think from overall team production wise. I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to spoil whoever's next pick. Um, but Ivan had six RBIs, three extra base hits, two walks, a stolen base, and a massive Saturday game against Long Oh, against Long Beach State where he had two home runs. Uh, so I got Ivan as my uh, offensive player of the week. Wow. Okay. Then I'm taking Sundstrom, who had. More extra base hits, more homers, <laughs> slug tire. That's not who I was. I thought you guys were going. I, I skipped on had, Darby. Who had, the, had more stolen best. bases. He scored more runs. He hit a grand slam. Circumstantial. <laughs> yeah. Red Hour had a two-homer game, but but Sundstrom scored five runs, which led the team. He hit three homers, which led the team. He had two doubles, which led the team. He slugged 727, which was second on the team uh, to Jonas Sebring's 1,000 slugging. He had six RBIs, two stolen bases. So Jared Sundstrom, he's my pick. He had the grand slam yesterday, which gave Gutsch as the lead. I'm shocked he wasn't the second pick. Gee, who's going to be the fourth? I mean, Jerry loves hitting with those bases loaded. Uh, the fourth pick is going to be Xander Darby. 368 average on the on the week there. Uh, had seven hits, scored three runs, uh, an RBI, uh, had a few walks at three, an on-base percentage of 455, uh, had two stolen bags, and fielded 1,000 over at the hot corner, uh, making some good plays coming in on bunts and, and ranging to his left and to his right. Uh, you know, give me Zebo. He's been playing really well, holding down the lineup. So I'm just going to stay with my guy there. Good pick. Okay, turn it back around. Pitcher of the week. G, you get first pick. Sneaky, difficult decision here, but I'm not Lots of options. Lots of yeah. options. Like you said, good options. good week on the bump. Yeah, good week for the staff. Uh, I got to go Matt Ager, though. I mean, it was just masterful on Friday night. Uh, went seven and a third, giving up only four hits. Gave up one earned run on a lunging down the line hook double. 10 strikeouts and zero walks. Um, uh, one of the best outings that I've seen, probably the best outing I've seen from Maddie in his time here. 
And uh, one of those outings from a Friday guy where you just know, like, once they got that one, they were not going to get another one. If not for Zeglin, he probably would have been Big West Pitcher of the Week. He was that good. So thousand percent. Three weeks in a row where he's got double-digit strikeouts, and he is 23 strikeouts away from Rod Boone's record of 128. So keep up the good work, Matt Ager. Shout out to the defense too. I don't not to call them out. They make a ton of plays out there. They're awesome. So they did. They turned some 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 clutch double plays as well this weekend. Uh, uh, and, yeah, even, and even yesterday. So pick also, out the error part and talk about the double plays. Yeah, G. Come on. Double Eager, plays are yeah. sweet. Dev. Eager is also fourth in the nation for strikeouts at 105. Goodness. What, what about the digs plus, Dev? What about the digs plus? <laughs> I haven't looked at that leaderboard. I think he's number stats. one. I'm not gonna lie. I saw a graphic on Twitter. Might be wrong, but he's up there for Diggs Plus. Okay. Second pick is tricky because there there's routes that I want to go. I think the the three names that I'm looking at will get picked, uh, but I think because this episode's going to be sponsored by White and Concrete. Then I'm going to go Sam Whiting. Wow. I think he had his best outing of his career yesterday against CBU. And in three appearances this week, one and no record, five and a third innings, one hit, no runs, three walks, six strikeouts. Opponents hit 0-67 against him. Got the win in last night's game. So Sam Whiting is my pick because he's been used a lot in – a variety of different situations out of the pen. And last night, the Gouchers were relying on him to throw a couple extended innings at the end of the game when it went to extras, and he delivered. So had some big punchies. Was bringing the heat. I think he popped a 95. Yeah, yep. 95. Yep. So Sam Whiting, second pick. Dev? Good pick. Um, I'm going with Gutierrez. Uh, he didn't skip a beat coming back from injury. He started the Saturday game against Long Beach. He went four innings and since got the win. And I was super confused on that. I thought five innings. And then I found out for the listeners, too, that if it's known that they're not going five innings, they can still get the win. Correct. He also got four strikeouts and one walk. And that's a four to one strikeout to walk ratio for those people who need help with the math. And then they nice. also hit 080. Opposing hitters hit 083 off of him. So Gutierrez, my pitcher of the week. Does that joke still fly? The four to one strikeout ratio. Four I think any joke walk? flies on here. To yeah. be honest with you. Okay. All right. I don't know. That might be the last one. Oh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Isaiah, who you got? All right. To follow up, Goody, we're gonna go Hudson Barrett, who actually came out of the bullpen to follow up Goody. I heard ERA is not a dying stat, so Hudson Barrett had a zero ERA. Went five innings, only giving up two hits. Three walks with eight punchies. Batting average against him was 125. Any honorable oh. mentions? Carter Benbrook, 1.93 ERA, made four appearances, four and two-thirds innings, six hits, one run. And I thought Bremner, aside from just the one swing from from Howarth, was, was electric yesterday as well. And he also yeah. got a save uh, last Tuesday, so... He pitched well enough to get the win and got a save. So those are the honorable mentions. I asked, are there any honorable mentions out there? And then I answered the question. Apologies. 
Uh, okay, mm-hmm. Isaiah gets to start for moment of the week. Moment of the week, I'm going to go with Cactus's walk-off. Corey walk-off going into the 10th inning. Obviously, we're up 6-4. Unfortunately, got tied at the end of the game. And Corey, second time in a row. Well, not in a row. Actually, is it in a row? This is the second time in a row he walked it off? Or In terms of games that ended in walk-offs, he has done two of them in a row. Yes. Nice. Yeah, two in a row, Corey. Okay. It was exciting. It, it, it was a big win. Big win on a Monday, back-and-forth game. Wins any win at this time of year where the Gouchers currently sit is huge. So big walk-off win. That was his only hit of the week, and he made it count. Dev? Yeah, so for my moment, I'm going with Sundstrom's Grand Slam against Cal Baptist to not only give us the lead but also break uh, UCSB's uh, single-season like or team home run record. I'm not exactly sure the right way to phrase it, but so I had two, two good moments from one. Okay. Single season team record. Okay. Single. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That works. My moment. Since G said Saturday is a, a preview of how the gauchos would be when they put it all together. I'm going to go with, it was their fifth five homer game of the year. And in hitting five homers in that game, they tied the single season team record of 78 before they broke it on Monday. So the Saturday fifth game where they had five home runs in a single game. G? Um, you want to throw Dev, three? Wait, you got something to add? Too? You got something to hey, add, you said, Dev? You said fifth. that was our fifth time hitting five home runs in a game? Yeah, is it more? Website says second time. It's the <laughs> it's the fifth because I counted on the on the, the recap. Looking at the number, I, I don't I don't want to discredit. G, G, G make your make your pick, and I will I will I will find the days and break mm-hmm. them down. Uh, thank you. Well, I do first. I'll say the that was also a three hit shutout by the staff, which is electric. Bang! Hard to hard to beat that when you go. Is that, your, is that your moment? Of, is that your moment of the week? No, 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 no. My moment of the week. <laughs> Give me the return of Sicko Goody out there on the mound, not missing a beat. His hat's a little to the side. He's talking to himself. He's staring hitters down. He's pitching with tempo. Uh, it was just awesome seeing Goody out there in complete control. Uh, it's easy to get a little sped up when you haven't been out there in a while, and he was just locked in from jump. So give me Sicko Goody. I got an honorable mention, um, the '80s night walk-up song against LMU. That was that was a that cool was night good. of uh, all the hitters having their walk-up songs as '80s music, and then plus all the music played in between innings as '80s music. Big time. What about you guys, um, guys want to hear? The, you guys want to hear the five the five games where the guys yes, have five or yeah. more home runs? Well, yeah. five, five. February twenty fifth at Oregon, ten nothing win. Five homers. April 2nd against Fresno State, 13 to 5 win, five homers. April 15th, UC Irvine, 13 to 8 win, five homers. UC San Diego, April 23rd, 11 to 5 win, five homers. And Saturday, May 13th, 8 nothing win, Long Beach, five homers. Hmm. There you go. Well, we score a lot of runs when we hit five homers. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. It's It's like more than 50 runs. 
pretty wild. Might be more than 60. Probably more than 60. Okay, turn it back around. Hardest hit ball of the week, Gianni Bloom. Uh, I got to go um, Saturday, John Newman, line drive homer to left center field. 108 off the bat. Uh, went 403 feet. Uh, just felt like about as pure as you can hit a baseball into the night uh, at Blair. It was pretty awesome. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Brett Hour, hundred and eight home run against Long Beach, four hundred and twelve feet. I don't know if it was the first one or it was probably his second one. Is my was, guess? Yeah, pretty sure that was his second one. Probably his second one was a little more majestic than his first one. Yeah, Devin. Um, I'm going with the overall hardest hit from the the data that we have. Uh, Trimble's line drive single against Cal Baptist. 108.3 miles per hour. Yeah. So barely the hardest. So point point three better than your guys's because we don't know what. Well, the yeah, the data the data provided by Long Beach it doesn't have decimals, so mine could have been 108.9. No, it could have been 108.4 or 107.6. So. <laughs> could have. All right, Isaiah. Give me Christian Kirtley, double 108. Took him last week. I'll take him again. Doubling up. Okay, turn back around for pitch of the week. A lot of green here. Going to go with the green. Ager slider. Oh, 67 know? times. Eight, uh, got eight punchies with it. 80% of the punchies was with it. 77% with the strike, 37% with, and batting average against the slider was 0.059. Dev? Uh, I'm going with Goody's changeup through 24 times, struck out three with it. Three of his four strikeouts were from the changeup. It was a strike 71% of the time. Got them to whiff 54% of the time, and it was a called strike or whiff 46% of the time, and he did not give up a single hit to his changeup. All right, I'll double up on Sam Whiting. Whiting fastball, he threw it 57 times, had four strikeouts with it. 66% of the strikeouts were with the fastball. Threw it for a strike 68% of the time. Opponents hit. Zero nine or a point zero nine one against it. They slugged a point zero nine one as well, and their on base was two thirty one. So doubling up on Sam Whiting, fastball is electric. G, give me the Bowser fastball. Hudson Barrett six tickets punched. Uh, about sixty percent strike percentage, thirty six percent whiff. Uh, that's only 1% off of Ager's slider, which is very impressive. Um, here it is. What are you going to do with it? And the answer is miss it. Give me the Barrett Eater. All right. Good picks, guys. Good week. Good draft. Six games left. Cal Poly at home this weekend. 5 o'clock Friday, 4 o'clock Saturday. 1 o'clock on Sunday for Senior Day. And then on the road to finish up at Hawaii. That's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday of Memorial Day weekend. All 6.35 Hawaii time starts. That's 9.35 on the West Coast p.m. So six big games to go. Gotchas are right in the thick of it, and they're playing for a conference championship.
We need to make sure that that is known. They're playing for a conference championship. Fullerton is hosting Long Beach State. So, Gaucho fans should be dirtbag fans this weekend. They should also be UC Riverside Highlander fans if they can get a game from UC San Diego. And then CSUN, who is 15-9, and they are also in the thick of it. They are playing Hawaii at home. So, Hawaii fans. So, Gaucho's fans should be rooting for Long Beach State, UC Riverside, and Hawaii this weekend. Okay? And don't forget about the Gauchos either. Root for those guys, too. Oh, yeah, that goes without saying. That goes without saying. All right. That'll do it for uh, for the draft. Nice work, guys, as always. Thank you. Thank you, Kev. Thank you, Kev.